This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Dittman Research. Do you know what the most valuable thing in the world is? High-quality information. Because high-quality information informs much better decision-making. Dittman Research has been providing high-quality information to Alaska's leading businesses, organizations, and campaigns for 50 years. Do you really know what Alaskans think about your company or your issue? How about your clients, your shareholders, or your employees? So stop fumbling around in the dark. Hire Dittman Research and find out what's really going on. DittmanResearch.com Okay, back here with a special kind of two two guest podcast, a married couple, John and Michaela Anderson. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing good, Jeff. Now, now, John, you're a big listener of Landmine Radio, so I appreciate you're one of my probably top listeners. I'm a top fan on Landmine uh, Facebook page too. I carry that badge proudly. That's a great badge to have. Um, so, a lot to talk about. I've met, I've known you guys for I don't know probably several years. I met I met Michaela first, I think, in kind of the legislative world. I believe so. And then I met John somehow. How did I even, how did we even meet? It was Republican. Well, I remember thing. you from the convention in 2016. Fair, but yeah, that was weird. No, the, not, not in Fairbanks, in Anchorage. Or is that 2018? 18 was, yeah. 20, 16 was Fairbanks. Yeah, that was so the whole. 2018, there goes a guy randomly walking up asking our keynote speaker about, uh, was it American shooting down in an Iranian jet or something? Oh or? my God! Yeah, that was that was was that the convention or was that that the, was the that convention? It was, was like a dinner thing, right? Yeah, it was part of the convention. That was, that was uh, Liz Wheeler. Yeah, and yep. she she was invited to speak, and she gave this whole, you know, kind of talking point speech, and it was whatever. But she kind of kept kept talking about, um, it was like a North Korea thing, right? So, I don't even. Pl- but but I I just asked her. It was some plane got shot down, and you know it's horrible, and then I asked her about the. I was shooting down the Iranian passenger jet by yeah. accident and we never apologized. And she got really didn't want to like, and then afterwards I went to go say just like, Hey, no big deal. And her like, her like bodyguard or like body her man, brother. it was her brother. Like he was, he had like an earpiece. Yes. Yeah. And and I was like, damn, I just wanted to say hi. Like she's, she's from, is it OAN or she's yeah. on, on one of these deals? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so before we go into the, I want to talk about the agriculture because you guys have actually been to your place and, is it Fairbanks or is it outside of Fair? It's kind of outside of Fairbanks. We're technically Fairbanks. We like to call ourselves Fairbanks residents. Yeah. So you guys have all these animals. Yep. Like a, like not not like dogs and cats, but you guys have like fucking pigs and cows and the whole thing. Just yeah. a couple, you know, below fifty. Each. That's a lot. So so you guys, cause, so you're a firefighter, John, and you're Michael. You work in the legislature. I do. But you guys also have like a farm. That would be accurate. So how does that? How does that? go i mean how do you it seems like a lot of work all these animals it is way too much work for very little reward other than we get to eat really well um do you make any money uh who's asking if the irs absolutely not if you're asking (laughs) absolutely not i mean for all the work i mean you sell the meat right i mean you you kind of have a it's a business but i don't i mean it seems like to make money at a farm you have to have like thousands of these things right or probably that would probably help our our uh budget a little better but no we i mean we we do okay i mean we're definitely not making money but it's it's enjoyable there i guess there's that part of the reward of raising an animal you know because we do everything on our farm we breed them we they give birth on our farm then we raise them and grow them and eventually they'll leave our farm um so just kind of watching that whole cycle and then do you name them 
Uh, one, two, three, four, five, Cause, six, cause seven. Because they they're going to get slaughtered, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. There's <laughs> just too many of them to name. That's the real truth. So it's not like a Wilbur situation or a... No. No Charlotte, no Wilbur. Uh, so, so now there was a picture you sent me at some point about a like, landmine pig. Oh, my god! What was that about? Was that your pig? No. So, because uh, like I said, we do all our own breeding. Um, one of the companies that we buy semen from to do the pig breeding had a boar called, was it, I think it was landmine. It was a Hampshire boar. And I was like, oh. I love that. And then when you breed to these boars or these bulls, you name the offspring as an homage to the boar or the bull. So landmine, we were like, oh, my gosh, we can have the Alaska landmine piglets. And this, this didn't happen? No, the, we actually haven't bought from that company in a while. We, need, we should we should get we should make that happen. Make that happen. We'll, we'll find out. Let me let me take a look while we keep talking. I'll see if uh, they even have that. So, so Michaela, anymore. so you were born and raised in Fairbanks. I was. Were you doing farming? I have been. My mother grew up on a farm in Delta, so I've been around farming my whole life. But John grew up in New Jersey on the shore. Right. So I'm assuming not a lot of farming in New Jersey on the shore, right? There's not. A... No, not where I grew up in the suburbs. And so, yeah. did you get into this after you met Michaela? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It was one of our topics on our first date, and it was uh, it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, that's interesting, and start learning more and more about it. And then it's like, you know, you start helping out and doing stuff, and it's like, oh, so Michaela, I... were you like, yo, if you're gonna, if we're gonna do this, you gotta, you gotta grow, some, you gotta help, help me raise some animals. We were on our first date, and my dad sent me a bull profile, and I just started talking about artificial insemination on our first date. So not a bull even profile, thinking. like like an animal, not like a Tinder, like a bull, like a profile of like. I a, mean, I could swipe right. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was Grinder. <laughs> that probably is Grinder. Yeah, could could be either, either yeah. one. So, and I love the story of how you guys met. Oh, is that Landmine Pig? That's him. He's still around. Oh my God! Look, Fifty dollars a straw. So. We, we need. To, Fifty dollars a what? A bottle of semen for, for semen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow, it seems cheap. I don't know. I mean, uh, that that's average. Yeah, yeah, that's actually kind of cheap. So, so the other ones are a lot more expensive. So, um, so based on how good the animal is, the pig, then it's more expensive if it's and a, how old it is proven. Yeah, different factors. So I, I gotta, I gotta, I love the story of how you guys met. So this is great. So John, you were military, right? Yep. And I was uh, stationed up at Fort Wayne, right? Now you went to a hockey game. I mean, were you creeping or were you just there? No, I, I was in school. Um, <laughs> I was taking classes. I met a couple of uh, my friends and I uh, actually joined a fraternity up there because that's what they were involved with. Isn't and Scott Kawasaki affiliated with some fraternity up there? Brother. Brother oh Scott. Oh, God. When I hear fraternity in Fairbanks, I just have to like say, because uh, I went to school in New Mexico for a year, University of New Mexico, and they didn't even have a big, I mean, they had a pretty decent size kind of, fraternity deal but you go to some of these other schools it's like no we, we definitely did not have that um greek life up in fairbanks so which i kind of wish it did but um but no we have a yeah a lot of actually members of the legislature uh, a lot of staffers actually came through our fraternity so what so, how many are there there's like one up there i guess or at the time there was one fraternity and one sorority yeah i was part of the sorority Oh boy! So you were in you were in school too. Yes. So you're at the bowling in the hockey game. Hockey game. And John, you're there, and you're like, "Oh hi! Look at this one. I'm going to say hi." And so, 
we were sitting next to each other but hadn't started talking to each other. And then it was the whiteout game, so there's like white towels handed out to all the students. And some idiot made this like giant ball of towels and was throwing it around the student section and it hit me in the head. And Ooh. I like stand up and chew this guy out. And so John got to see me in a very graceful point. And then he asked if I was okay and we started talking. So nice in. Yeah. It worked. So you're just talking and this is what how long ago you guys been married for this was eight years ago. So how long after you met did you get married? Thirteen months. See, that's pretty good. See, I'm thirty six now. I think I'm older than you folks. You guys are in your twenties? I just turned thirty. Oh thank God. <laughs> you're pretty you're younger then. I am. So so I'm at the point now where if I'm never married, single, if I meet someone and we're like together. I mean, pretty much if we're not like in six months, if we're not going to get married, I mean, there's really no point. Don't right? waste your time. What was it? One of your last podcasts, like a month later, a couple weeks. Which one? Is that um, former commissioner of. Oh, yeah. Dr- Heidi Dragas. Yeah. yeah she Heidi. met her husband, now husband, through uh, Laura Steidoff, she told me. Okay. They introduced him in Juno to go berry picking or something, maybe. I forget. And they met and they were like, yeah, I mean, they were late 30s or mid 30s and they, you know. I mean, if you're in your 30s, like, there's no, like, when you're in your 20s, you have these friends who are like, they, like, how long have you been dating? Oh, two years or three years. Okay, like, that's fine. But, like, when you're in your 30s, or God forbid, 40s, I mean, it's like, if we're going to get married, let's get married. So you, well, you guys right? got married young, so you were like, what, 18, 19? I was 19 when we got married. How old were you? 22. Did you guys, like, plan to, like, in your mind, were you like, I'm going to mar- find somebody and get married young, or? No, I, mm-hmm. I had full anticipation of moving back to New Jersey and I do my couple years in the military and go home. So what are your friends back home? Cause I moved here from New Mexico when I was 19. You came here when you were pretty young for military, but you didn't like, you got stationed here. Yeah. But what do your friends say when you're like, I live in Fairbanks and I have a fucking farm with like animals. Now they're jealous. I mean, I don't know if you've seen or heard of New Jersey or taxes, everything. Else. I mean, you can't afford it. I go back to my hometown and I mean, couple hundred thousand dollar house homes, you know, on a low end, I think, you know, two or three bedroom, you know, to picture that like suburban cookie cutter house from the 1950s for the baby boomers. Mm -hmm. Now those houses are four or 500,000. Now add $15,000 property taxes to that. So you're, I mean, you're paying four or $5,000 a month just for your houses. And what 25 year old, you know, yeah, thirty a, year old can afford that. I mean, in general, in this country, with a few exceptions of cities and places, I mean, it's so expensive to. You can't especially do it. The East Coast or the the West Coast, California, Seattle. I mean, it's uh, it's expensive up here, but I think we're a little better up here, even though it's expensive compared to these like Silicon Valley or Seattle or New York. Or, I mean, I, I just watched a little video on apartments in New York City, like profiling different apartments and showing kind of, I mean, these like little fucking rooms, two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, that's, it's not even, you don't even own it. You just like, that's what it costs to like live. That's there. what a lot of, I mean, a lot of people I went to high school with are living in, you know, Jersey city or New York city and everywhere else. And yeah, they're paying that much. To, they're probably paying more than what I pay in my mortgage. So Michaela, do you go back there? I went this year. I try to go when we can. What do you think about, would you live, like, would you live there? Or? I don't think I could live on the shore. Like things are just too close. It's very busy. I'm this is like the Jersey don't... Shore situation. Yeah, we'll this just is say a, yes. This is yeah, Snooky. Like, That's still a thing. It's still a t- show. I think. 
Like when we went back, it would have been, I guess, seven years ago now, we went for a bike ride and John just like points, we went to this boardwalk and he just points and he's like, that's where Jersey Shore was filmed. And we were like a 10 minute bike ride away from his house. Wow. So did you, did you, how accurate? I mean, are those people kind of real or is that just like a TV show? And They're, they're like, real. I mean, yeah, but there are a lot of New Yorkers coming to, you know, from Staten Island or. Now, now, the, now the good thing about the East Coast, though, it is cr- cramped and packed and dense, but I mean, you got football games and baseball games and basketball concerts, games and concerts yeah. and yeah, you, you got a lot. Of, I mean, up here, it's kind of, we're a little bit limited. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's what I kind of miss of knowing that. If there's someone I like to see playing concert, you know, we we spent a couple months in Colorado. I mean, in our time, we spent what eight months in Colorado. We saw Brad Paisley, Garth when, Brooks. When did, you, when did you guys go there? He was stationed there about six years ago. 2014 to 2015, oh, so like part of October, Co- Colorado Springs. Oh, for the like the Air Force Academy or no uh, Fort Carson. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, but we were just there. For Pretty high time. up. It's like five thousand, six thousand feet. It sucked. <laughs> you so walk up those stairs. You're like, oh, damn. Yeah. I grew up in Albuquerque. It was five, like, you know, over 5,000 feet. So. Yeah. But, I mean, just in that short amount of time, I mean, we saw a couple concerts. You get the rodeos. I mean, it's just there's things to do. There's places to go. Um, but So, Michaela, did you ever think you were going to be married like a Jersey boy? Like a Frankie no, Valley situation? never, here? never. What did your I mean, family, they, they probably were like, what? who's this character here from new jersey they were more like who's this army guy oh yeah. so they were it was an army my dad was in the army so he knows the young gi types and thankfully john was not the young gi type but on first um impression my dad was like wait you're 21 you're in the army you're from new jersey my oh, dad so yeah. three strikes right yeah there. so three strikes right there john i don't blame him <laughs> so you guys like met and then you basically started dating like, did, like, he what? did not get my number that first night wow john yeah that's a good move though you know you kind of don't go too hard don't go too much too strong too fast i was like what the hell yeah so then you like saw him again or well we so we had those mutual friends and we were supposed to it was spring break and we were supposed to go to up the to hot the hot springs. springs this is going to be a sore point so Let's oh not. Let's it skip over this. It was supposed to be a fire weekend. Like fire, like no, it was just supposed to be really good. But <laughs> oh, I see. Like like hot fire. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, though, that's a good transition. <laughs> I don't want to get too uncomfortable. Did some some go wrong there. Did it get? Did it get not go? I still owe that date. Yeah. Wow. Well, you got him there. So speaking mm-hmm. of that, though, are you guys following this fucking fire right now? You're a firefighter right now, John. Yeah. So so the fire. I saw a picture. Is like a fucking hundred feet from the hot springs in China, and Bernie Carl, he's telling, and I've seen the the post from their own. I'm not making this up. He's like, we're open. Come come stay here. Um, is this really happening? I mean, he's he's telling his people not to leave his employees or what? As far as we saw on Facebook, yeah, he was telling them that was the rumor. Yeah, didn't they? I heard they took some like horse trailers out there to get the horses. Yeah, some people took their horse trailers out there to try to help and get the horses and the dogs and everything and we're told by management that no we're not evacuating. Why why do they have horses? Like horse rides? I believe so. Every dollar you got to make every 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 dollar. Tourists, those tourists want to take a little horse. So so I've been there before. I mean it's it's great. I mean it's it's an awesome. But if I'm there and there's like a fucking fire because there's a lot of trees. It's like 60 miles from how far is that from Fairbanks? 60 miles? 60, or? 60 miles. 
So, so far, far as I can tell now, it seems like it's kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah, some, they some had rain. some rain yesterday and today and cooler temperatures. So it's, it seems like it's it's definitely slow, but we're at, I haven't checked the weather, but I think it's supposed to get warm again. So we'll see. I got to say, recording this on a, it's a Wednesday. Um, I, I'm look, it's looking like Bernie Carl's up there in the loose unit runnings. For, for for not evacuating the they were told they were told to evacuate right they they were told yeah they it they turned into a level three evacuation which is what's like that mean a, level three they have ready set go so, so level ready. three is like get out yes yeah. the, the yeah. government can make you leave they can't make you but, but they send out a notice to everybody and say they sent yeah. out the troopers go door to door and then they take everyone's name and in case so if you don't go it's like you're on your own that's, sorry yeah it's mm-hmm. your choice wow yeah so. Essentially, what happened is there's a point where the fire reaches, and depending on the weather conditions, it's kind of that line in the sand. And if it crosses that, that's when they sent the alert out. And I want to say it was like 4.15, 4.30 in the afternoon they did that. And those people really like those hot springs. Like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm staying. A couple hours later, yeah. There's like a picture. You see the picture yeah. of people in the hot springs, and like there's a fire behind them. Yeah, they had like the saying, like, enjoy the smoke and take a soak. Oh my God! What is going on? What is wrong with this Fairbanks people? Whenever I go, to, I went to Fairbanks, and Kayla and I went there for the profile, the Rob Myers. Oh, um, that was a good one. Yeah, that, and you and now you're working for for Rob Myers. But I am? You, you were up there, um, and that was October, I think, or September. September. And I remember going up there. We flew up, and I went to the store or something, and I was like, "Oh fuck, no one's wearing masks here." <laughs> this is like this is like during the time where Anchorage was like. You know, if you're not wearing a mask, like, you know, it's like a big deal. But I go to Fairbanks and it's like, oh, I guess, I guess it's. It's Fairbanks. No, it's... no COVID up here. Wow. We had COVID. Not us. Didn't Fairbanks but... get pretty bad for a minute? Wasn't it kind of the hospital yeah. situation? Yeah. Was... yeah. I mean, it, it was ups and downs. All, I mean, like everywhere else. But yeah, at one point it kind of got pretty bad. But um, I don't know. We all got through it, I guess. I got the COVID. Well, I'm an supposedly, I'm an asymptomatic due to my obviously my great health. Yes, congratulations. That was that was that was what I attribute that to. Um, so something else I wanted to ask you about. Speaking of fire, tell me about this fucking fire you had, Michaela. Oh yeah, well this is crazy. So, what was it now? Three years ago, I believe. Yeah, I'm down in Juneau and. I get a call in the morning and John was calling me in the morning to, you know, say good morning. And so I'm like, oh, you're calling me early. And then he's like, are you awake? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, take a deep breath. And are I'm you like, sitting down? Yeah. He's like, take a deep breath. And I'm like, why? And he's like, our house is burning down. And I'm in Juneau. It's February. And John actually went and got the call. Like his firehouse was called to go fight our fire. So, John, did you know right away, like, did they give you the address? Yeah, they. so when they they dispatch us, yeah, they say, you know, mutual aid for this address. And it's like. So you heard your address. Yeah. <laughs> so did you right away know, or were you like, oh, that can't be right. That's a mistake. No, I knew right away. I mean, it. our house, I mean, we were in an older house, just kind of. One of those, I call them Fairbanks specials. They're trailers. What's, that a, been, what's a Fairbanks special? It is a trailer that's been built off on to be turned into a house, but you can still see that seam down the ceiling. Yeah, it was a double bang special. Yeah. yeah. So do they know what caused the fire? Electrical. Yeah. And the, the whole thing was, I mean, it was done, right? It was a yeah. loss, yeah. And then you guys, you guys were able to, and I actually visited your house once, you were able mm-hmm. to build, um, it's really, really nice place you guys have now. Yeah, we, I mean, we had insurance, so it was, 
it was a long process. Luckily, it was in February, so we were able to get a builder right away and worked with him, and they broke ground later that summer. So are there, I mean, you know, like doctors can't operate on their on their family or something? Like, is there a policy? Like, can you, like, put out your own fire? No. I mean, how does that no. work? No, uh, my chief, just as we were going out there, is like, oh, just don't do too much. Don't, you know, just kind of, I was like, all right. Sure, whatever you say. I could not put and out my own. I'd be like, I'd be like traumatized because like your stuff's in there. I mean, what'd you guys? I just told him, I'm like, you know the house, you know where the rooms are, where the breaker is. But John saved my wedding dress. Oh, so you got there. There was still, you could still get in. It started kind no, of. No, no, I mean, where the fire stopped, it was. Um, the bedroom, the master bedroom door was closed. So close your doors, people. That stops it? That will isn't slow it, down the fire. Isn't that like a backdraft too? Yeah, if, if you watch those if, movies. If you're in there and you open. So I did the fire. I've talked yeah. about this. I did the fire ops training uh, four or five years ago at the, at the Anchorage fire facility. And I'll never forget, I, I've, I've told this story, but the two things that were like fucking way intense for me was I put the whole gear full of regalia. You know, and you go into like, there's a you crawl, crawl up the stairs and you have this really heavy hose and you're breathing hard. And, you know, you're, you're in this room and you get down and there's like artificial fake smoke. Mm-hmm. And then there's like fake, there's like fire, like machines that, and I was like, I'll be honest. I was like getting like fucking pretty terrified, like claustrophobic, but there was a line of us and we're all holding the, the, the hose. And there was some, you know, different people like media people and government, just like, it's like this fire op thing. And it's like a PR deal, but you'd go through all these little yeah. obstacles, all these like, um, stations. And, and I'll be honest. I was like, I was so close to being like, I can't do this. I'm late. But I was like, I'm not going to be the guy who's like ditching. So we get in this room and it is like scary and it's all fake. It's all controlled. <laughs> and you know, we're spraying the hose and the hose is like pretty kind of hard, you know? So that was one, but the other one, and this is like why I got so much respect for firefighters. You, you have to crawl up the ladder, go into a room in a, in a second story. You're wearing the whole thing mm-hmm. and there's smoke, but it's not real smoke, but it's like, it, it may as well be, you know, it's yeah. like a machine or something. And you're supposed to get this body person who's a mannequin. It weighs pretty heavy, hundred pounds or more. And you can't see, and they, t- they they tell you to, like, feel the walls and, yep. you know, to try to, because f- f- I've never been in the room. And I find the thing, and there's two things that happened. One, I was, I was like, dr- I was so exhausted. I was so, like, I was, like, just physically, like, exhausted. I'm dragging the thing out, and I guess I was pulling it by its head. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you killed that. Like, that person's dead. You, like, broke their neck, you know. But the other one is there was a door. It was so dark, you couldn't see. It was like, it may as well, it may as well just close your eyes. And I'm, I'm had this door, and I'm trying to open the door. And it's like a kind of a fake shitty, it's a door, but it's mm-hmm. like not a real door. It's like a, a door for the, the exercise. And I'm just jamming the door to try to open the door. And what I realized later, because they cleared the smoke, the door was actually open and I was jamming it into the wall, uh, trying to open it, even though it was already, I, could, I couldn't see it was open. Man, isn't that scary? You, you've, been, you've been in these situations? Luckily, no. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, anytime you lose your sense of, I mean, one of your senses, I mean, it just, People don't go through life like that. So for us, yeah, it's just, it takes a lot of training. I just kept it's, thinking like, man, if this fucking respirator thing fails, because, you know, uh, right. you know, you're like, even though it's fake, you're, yeah. you feel that like, and then the other thing I learned, and this is what you have the, the handlebar. I never understood why firefighters have handlebar mustaches because of the seal. Yep. On, yeah. on the, on the uh, SCB, SCBA. SCBA. Yeah. Self-contained breathing apparatus. So Michaela, you so, so military and a firefighter, huh? Was it, was that part of the. I like I liked that he wanted to serve his community. That that was kind of the plan, but never really put 
it together that it would be that I'd marry an army guy who wanted to run into burning buildings. Yeah, it's uh, you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. So um, you've worked in the legislature for a while, and I don't have a lot of staffers on the podcast because either they're terrified or they probably their boss says no or something. But um, what was it like this last time with this COVID compared to the past? Because Oh, it was so different. Because I just hated the mask, for one. That was one of the things. But it was really weird for me not seeing anybody. Yeah, it was it – was, yeah, it was different. The building was almost dead you know, because you don't have all these groups and even lobbyists, but just the community coming to the building. And then when you leave the office, you put on your mask. So everybody kind of shut down a little bit because they're like, I'm wearing this damn mask. Like, I don't want to talk right now because it'll fog up my glasses or whatever else. I met your sister mm-hmm. once and then I kept seeing her. And because of the mask, I didn't realize it was her. And then didn't she make a comment like, that guy's weird. He never says hi to me. Because I didn't know it was her because of the mask. Yeah, but she wears these, like, Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, that's true. I, I should have, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. Felt, felt bad about that. So you got this, like, deal. So I stayed in uh, Star Hill mm-hmm. this time. And it was a little more than the Driftwood, but it was an actual house. Right. Which I appreciate because you're stuck there for four months or five months. Mm-hmm. But you got this deal. How did you get? You were above the Red Dog, right? Yeah, so. Which was, like, a really nice place. I mean, nice place, but also just great location. Yeah, so I've rented from the same landlord for three years, and I was like, hey, my sister's coming down. Do you have a two-bedroom? And he was like, yeah, I have one above the Red Dog. Because you used to be in the Marine View, right? Right. Yeah, which Say, isn't bad. But. I stayed there for a little bit one time. So this is the same guy, though, same mm-hmm. Marine View guy. Um, not He doesn't – he's not Eddie, the Marine View guy. It's a different landlord, but – and this was yeah. like a two bed. I mean, how many? It was pretty big. Yeah, it was a two bedroom, two bath. No, have, so. you, have you locked this place in for the? I told my sister I need to know by November if she's going to work for the senator again, so that I know if I can get that apartment again. I would try to lock that in because I remember I went to because and I, I got to give you guys a big thanks. You guys gave me that uh, cuspuck with with the flag or the the countries. It's it's a well travel. You yeah, know? That, that I, I mean, we figured you'd rock that. You know, when you go back to Australia or. Moscow so, so, or so didn't you guys say you you got me that but didn't you were trying to do something else like it was it was custom made right they obviously yeah we had to find the fabric for it um we were we were hoping for either you know dollar bills because we wanted you to one up James Brooke on a on, on budget the, day. on budget day yeah no, he's got those those jackets he wears which are always see I, I could never wear like if I ever wanted to do that I couldn't do it because that's his thing yeah. Well, he's that's got, why we wanted, got to, that lane. we wanted to get you a cuspuck, though. He doesn't have a... He does, I've never seen so. him with a cuspuck, correct. When I wore so. the cuspuck for the first time, I got a lot of comments. And you had the matching mask. Yeah. Which was nice. We, so the other sheet. thing we were looking for was, like, a newspaper. Right. That would have so, been good. But we couldn't find any, and we're, you know, this a couple days before she left for Juno, and it's like, all right, what's what says Jeff Lanfield more than traveling? So that's, that's, I love it. It's a great, so. I, whenever I wear it, I get a lot of, a lot of comments. So, so, so being married, so you're in Fairbanks and then you're in the legislature, you go to Juno. So mm-hmm. that must be kind of tough, right? You I mean, you're not really seeing each other for I got weeks or in, months on end, yeah. I guess. I mean, I like it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just kidding. That's uh, good. Cause it's, it's, <laughs> Cause it's expensive too, right? I mean, the tickets yeah. to even Anchorage or, you know, if you have miles a little bit, you know, 10, 15,000 miles, but then it's, 
couple hundred bucks each way or more sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's just a full day of travel any way you look at it. Uh, I usually try to go down minimum of once a session, which, you know, like whether, especially, la- well, not last year, but years before, you know, you go down with certain groups. And so I'd spend a week with whether it's the Farm Bureau. Or the Aren't you on a board? Ship. Yeah, I'm on the Board of Agriculture Conservation. Um, so that's a whole nother podcast probably <laughs> wasn't there a whole thing didn't didn't there was an issue with that last year i think i wrote about it didn't there wasn't there some somebody quit or something what the, so did something happen no so two years some issue some some loans or I forget, there was some no issue. You, you mentioned that but there wasn't really anything that we saw but so three years when governor dunlevy came in he replaced the entire board um, oh maybe that was it yeah maybe that so, was it and like you know, a lot of people saw, like, um, Representative Vance's husband join the board. And they were like, oh, well, he's just getting it because, you know, it's Representative Vance's husband. Little did they know, he actually has a pretty long background in commercial and agricultural lending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, we've just completely transformed that board to uh, trying to be more professional and, you know, taking out the, the good old boys. You know, it's just the club mentality. It's, no, let's let's see. A lot, lot, lot of that here in Alaska. A <laughs> little bit. But, yeah, it's uh, we've completely changed it. If anyone's listening and wants to uh, get a loan, contact the Division of Agriculture. we got a couple million dollars we want to get out there and kind of promote our industry. So agriculture, it's it's interesting because we have, like, Palmer, obviously, in the Valley and Fairbanks, but we don't um, – we're not producing a ton of – I mean, we're not producing a ton of food. No. Well, we, we could be, right? I mean, we, we could be – we could do better. I mean, we could always do better. We, what's it? Ninety-five percent of Alaska's, you know, we're food insecure in the sense that we import ninety-five percent of. Yeah, our, and if the port goes down or something, we got problems. Yeah, I mean, not just for Anchorage, but for the state. Cause it was uh, a couple of years. I mean, yeah, the shelves go pretty bare pretty quick, especially when the port shuts down or you know some of these places miss their trucks. I mean, coming we up. saw last year with the shelves becoming empty because of COVID. Yeah, I remember I came back to Anchorage in March before it got kind of really crazy, but it was started to kind of go a little. And I went to the, the toilet cars, paper. and I was like, "Man, what's this is like nuts." The toilet paper scare of twenty twenty one. It's so wild how like of all the things, toilet paper became the like of all the things, you know, like like cereal or grain or you know water. No, no, it was toilet paper. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. So how much food do you guys have? These animals. I mean, are they like? Do you have food like stored? You you kill them and then you. Or, or do you just have them like if you need to eat, we can just we can just take one out. Combination. Uh, we we have a lot of chest freezers. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so, I love I love that. Yeah, so we I mean we have a lot on hand for our customers, but uh, but yeah, it kind of just depends on when the butcher can get them in, when they're ready, and it uh it definitely depends. When you drop them off, do you kind of Michaela? Do you kind of think like they know? Like, do you ever wonder? Maybe the pigs more than the cows. The cows really? will like walk off the trailer and it's like, okay, bye. And the pigs will like stay in the back. Oh. And it's like, I don't know if they can sense something or what, but at the same time, I don't, they eventually get off the trailer. So not that big of a deal. I just keep thinking of Wilbur. So are you, are you going to uh, the August deal? If they have it in August, I don't even know if. Because they had that working group thing today. Did you watch? Yeah, you, you guys were there. I saw you guys there. That, that seemed like, um, I don't know. I'm not uh, optimistic about, about the big plan. But 
if they do it in September or August or whatever, are you going to go to Juno or? Um, if that's what Senator Myers would like me to do, then that's where I'll be. I did a podcast with him. Mm-hmm. That was a great podcast. I think he's he's one of the like I don't know a few. He's like actually works, you know. One of the few actual citizen legislators has a job. Yeah. Didn't, didn't he like after the session? He like they couldn't. He was back driving the truck, wasn't he? Up to the, the hall road. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. been driving for the last couple of weeks. Like as soon as the vote happened, he got back home and started driving the hall road. Yeah, no, I've gotten to know him kind of pretty pretty well. He's he's a uh, he must be whenever I come into the office, he's always. He's always there and like chatty. I mean, some of the people you can never get to them. Yeah. Like the like doors closed or they're never in the office, but you walk in, he's like, just like wants to bullshit and you know, he's very friendly, very approachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely the every man and yeah. It's, it's still so crazy how that campaign went. I mean, he had almost no money and Conkill had a lot of money and Conkill just didn't really campaign much and it was 11, 11 votes, right? I think it was 11 yeah. or 15 or was it was like, it, it was it was like it was like hardly many. it was like nothing. I yeah. mean there was a it was definitely re, even recount. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. Range. They had to go to Juno and recount it and it was uh we figured it would be close. I mean McHill was working for the uh Republican office at the time in Fairbanks to kind of their coordinated campaign. So she was helping both sides because you know, you don't pick sides for a primary and uh we I think we told everyone involved this is going to be close. And I don't know if people listened, but it sure was close. I think in some of the Anchorage races, I think people didn't. I mean, they knew it was going to be close, but some of the you know the big upsets with like Geisel, Senator Geisel, and Cop and Johnston, there was a big. The whole primary was kind of. We'll see what happens this year. So, so, so Rob, for example, I've talked about this in the podcast. Redistricting's happening this year. Now, now Myers and Stevens and Bonimhoff and many of them just won because every two years half the Senate's up, they're four-year seats. But depending on the redistricting and how much the districts change, I think if they have to they have to retain at least uh, 70% of the district. And if they, if, they, if they lose more than that, then that seat becomes up for election. I think in 2012, the last redistricting, there was 17 Senate seats up. And in 2002, there was 19. So, um, and Fairbanks has always had weird things with redistricting. Remember, remember the, obviously the Kawasaki one? Kawasaki finger. They, they, they like they, to talk about that all the time. Well, because it's so amazing because they got it wrong. They, they, they picked his <laughs> sister, sister's house by accident. And it wasn't even there. And then they had the one weird deal with Fairbanks in 2012. They had to, re, they had to change it where I think it was one of the dis- clicks. Dis- somebody went to Amonic. Remember that? They drew the district where it, it like included Amonic. And they were like, nah, nah they, we're, we're changing that. Well, there was like our a- district is pretty much like that district six. Yes. Yeah, so you guys uh, have. We go from Cantwell. That's Krong, right? Yes. Yep. So you're so even though you're in Fairbanks, we Kr- live about a mile from the three six um, boundary. So so likely you guys could end up with a different person. We we anticipate that our district is going to be split in half because you can't. I mean, going from Cantwell to Copper Center. I mean, that's <laughs> you're, you're talking just massive amounts of differences. And as a district chair for our district, trying to coordinate, you know, people in Healy and uh, Anderson with people in Toke, it's impossible. I mean, you're lucky that you got to campaign in, you know, downtown Anchorage. Well, man, man, Midtown South, which is great because like most of it's all downtown for us. I mean, when you come from, (laughs) it's the big city. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, some of the Fairbanks districts are kind of dense, but for for the most part, yeah, they're 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 more spread out, especially the Senate districts. 
But Anchorage is great. I mean, you can literally drive across most of these districts in five minutes because they're, they're so compact. Yeah. But, our, but our, even like I was looking at um, working on a story and I was looking at Whittier and I, and I was like, who's, I was like, it's got to be, you know, somebody in South Anchorage or the Kenai. It's Rauscher. Yeah. Because Whittier comes down and it includes Valdez, which yeah. I guess makes sense. You want those are kind of similar. But but some of these districts, I mean, Shower too. Shower's got, Mike Shower's got a huge yeah. geographical district. Yeah, he borders ours. I mean, but yeah, Rauscher, I mean, having Whittier and Valdez probably hasn't been to Whittier in a long time. I mean, that's kind of the same with ours. I mean, you get off the road system. Because Cronks lives in Toke, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is like so far, like that's like so far from you guys. Four hours at yeah. a minimum. Yeah. And then you got the other folks, some of the folks like Donnie Olson or Neil Foster. I mean, they have to like fly planes to be able to get to their We have a couple areas. places that you'd have to do that. I mean, Fort Yukon is in our district, Stevens Village. Um, Before you, it's Don Young's. Yeah. That's right. Home, right? Mm-hmm. I think he still has a plane. He still goes there. I think so. I think I've seen him on our, my roles for District 6. You know, Don Young, Fort Yukon. It's like, uh... So, so we got the, um, the, the, I'm no longer Republican. I've, I've nonpartisan, very happy about that over a year. But, uh, next year is the, is the state Republican party state convention. Yes. And now where was it at? And it was in Fairbanks in 16. Then it was 18 was Anchorage. It was supposed to be in Juneau last year. 20 was a big mess because of the COVID and they did it. They did like a zoom thing, right? Yes. Which how'd that, I mean, how'd that go? Was that must've been, uh, it was. Very difficult. It was very quick, and it was probably the first time a lot of people had started using Zoom just because it was so new into COVID. Now it might not be an issue, but it was very, um, very abrupt. Remember, remember they had all the gift baskets they made in Juno. Oh yeah. They 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 the Republican women or somebody made these like welcome and mm-hmm. ended up giving them to the legislature. Yeah. Uh, and I got one too. There was like a hand sanit. There was all kinds of like little snacks. Yeah, it was. It was kind of disappointing because we had so much work in a lot of our districts. We put in a lot of work, too, for, um, you know, resolutions or, you know, our platform. is all, It's only changed at the convention. Well, I don't know if you heard, but I'm, I'm here in 2022 might be a cruise. Have you heard about that? Potentially. That's one of the pitches. We'll, we'll see about that. We'll actually vote on that this Saturday. So, so there's, a, there's a meeting, right, This in, in Fairbanks. Saturday right? in Fairbanks. Yep. It's going to be a... Well, we're voting on a vice chair. Right, because because Glenn Clary left. Glenn Clary's no longer in the state. Um, so Ann Brown became chair. Yep. She's a big fan of me. She loves me. I mean, you should ask her how much she likes me. It's She'll tell you all about it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then Craig Campbell now, he's the Brett Bronson's chief of staff. He's going for it. Craig is going for it, and I'd imagine he's probably the front runner. Paul Bauer, um, too. And Paul Bauer. You guys should, you so. guys should pick Bauer. That would be lit. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a ranked choice on it. We'll have get, to get a few more people, though. Did you guys see the New York City ranked choice debacle? You watch, Did you hear about that? No. They ran the Democratic primary ranked choice voting um, for the New York City mayor, and they ended up having all these extra ballots, like sample ballots. By, it was by an accident, and like it, it's like it, they finally got the, the guy, the cop, won, but it was like a big, big, big... We were in the car driving down to Anchorage yesterday, and... They had Jason Gren doing an NPR. It was, it was actually Coghill, Senator Coghill, Senator Ellis, NPR, and then they also had Jason Gren come on for an interview. And he actually mentioned this, and I didn't look more into it, but he he blamed it on, uh, well, they just didn't do it right. 
Well, well, they yeah, they messed up. I mean, it was it was a screw up that they needed. But it's it's a it's a hard system to follow. And, Hof- I, and ho- hopefully, we will our division will get that because they tried the the fish the one. Fish. And we'll elect Pollock again. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how the fuck is Pollock? And then you know it was a, another problem with fish snacks, man. Snack sticks. That's all Pollock, right? Uh, well, so, someone's so, we got to take off. Someone's coming in the studio here at seven, but um, gotta cut it short. But this has been a good good podcast. A lot, a lot of stories. Yeah, you guys are heading back there pretty soon. I guess back to the. I'm back tomorrow. We got chores to do, animals to breed. We're right in the middle of our cattle breeding season. So next time I come up, I want to do a, I want to do Botel <laughs> or, or or um Beaver Badger Den. All right. You guys ever go there, Badger Den? No. No. That's where it gets loose. All right. I, got I think some there's a lot of dive bars in Fairbanks that can uh can you can say that about. Someone so. told me there used to be like some league along like 20, 30 years ago. Some it was a pool league or maybe a bowl. I forget some kind of league, and they had these little baby outfits. It was called the Botel Babies, and like they would bring their kids to the boat, like Botel, like you know the little baby, like a little. And the Botel probably looks the same as it does now <laughs> that it did then. I got some Botel stories. Well, all right, John and Michaela, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been a good, uh, good little talk here, and um, have a good trip back, and good good luck with the animals. Thank okay. you, Jeff. I'll be back up visiting, and I'd like to. I want I want to eventually see the offspring of landmine pig. That's my that's my goal. Sounds good. Uh, Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.